0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, C.L. Brown from the News and Observer. He covers the Tar Heels. It's a busy, busy time for you right now, C.L. Now that basketballs officially tipped off last night at the Smith Center.
1: Yeah, it's a good busy, though. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot better... When you're covering good teams, trust me on that.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Although I feel like Hubert Davis uh, and the way he wants the Tar Heels to play defense. I don't know. Maybe Leaky Black can help with the football defensive woes that are going on right now for the Tar Heels. Because I'm telling you, man, that defense is going to sneak up and bite them.
1: I mean, you would have thought it would have got them – before now, to be honest, yeah. but I, I actually think that the defense has improved since the beginning of the year. And, you know, they, they took a tough blow losing, uh, Des Evans and, and Noah Taylor and, mm-hmm. and uh, Raven Hasik on the, on the D line. But, um, I actually think quietly they, they've gotten better.
0: All right. All right. CL Brown news and observer covers <laughs> the Tar Heels joining us here on the OG. I would maintain they haven't exactly faced an offense yet outside of what Notre Dame wanted to do up front that could make them pay. Wake Forest might be that team, you know? I, I mean, that's going to be – whatever the, the over-under is on that game, I would take the over in this case. <laughs> but I, I just – I don't I don't know. Like when Brennan Armstrong's having a get-right game against you, I start to have some concerns.
1: Well, it, they've they've had a lot of those games, Joe. But, I mean – At some point it turns like it seems like every game kind of follows the same formula for them defensively in the first half. They give up a lot of yards, uh, give up points. And then the second half, they make adjustments. They get a lot better, a lot tougher to Mm -hmm. move the ball on. Uh, A lot of times might even come up with a turnover. They've had a turnover. They've had a takeaway every game, except the Georgia state game, which, which, I didn't really think about till I saw it on paper. It's yeah. like, wow, that that is true. Then, and you know, well, I think they've, they've made plays when they had to, or else they'd have a lot more, you know, losses than now. But they've also given up a ton of yards.
0: And the offense also continues to come through when needed as well. CL Brown joining us, and I and that gets us to the the Drake May for Heisman discussion. I don't dismiss it. A lot of people want to dismiss it because you know Carolina wasn't considered a team to be in the mix. Uh, they might look at their schedule, but If you watch how they've won a lot of these games, it typically is because this guy and that offense continue to step up. He keeps making plays at some point. You got to look at the stats and respect them. And if you watch him play, he'll come up with the big plays when needed. I don't care who the schedule's against. You still got to go out there and do it. I think Drake may absolutely belongs in that conversation. Is that kind of being discussed in the building right now?
1: Not, not. To a great extent. Uh, we asked Mac about that yesterday at, at his press conference. And um I asked him if he felt like, you know, Drake deserved a, to at least be among the finalists to, to get to New York. And he, his a typical coach answer, he was like, you got to let the rest of the season play out, which you do. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, you know, I'm saying at the same trajectory, if he has kind of the same last three games as he's had these first nine games, uh well, four, including the ACC championship game. Um I I think he deserves to be there. He's leading the nation in total offense right now. And really <laughs> low key, he's their defensive MVP because I think part of the reason why the defense has gotten better in the second half is cuz the offense puts so much pressure on these teams yeah. and and they can change the way an opponent has to play the game. You know, obviously somebody like Pittsburgh wants to keep running the ball. They get down you know, two scores and you're getting later in the game. You can't keep just running the ball. You have to start passing. You have to get one dimensional, and then the defense comes up and makes some plays. So, all of that is because Drake May. They are eight and one because of Drake May, and and a lot of players can't necessarily yeah. say that that are that are in this Heisman uh, race.
0: No, I'm with you. I'm I'm complete agreement with you on that. And I I kind of roll my eyes at people who want to bring up all sorts of other weird goalpost moving. Co- conversations about drake may but to your point if he might be their best defensive player because yes and we could see this against wake forest because we saw this with sam hartman once they got down a couple scores nc state's defense was able to feast on this and there were three turnovers in that game louisville same boat uh where they had a just a horrendous third quarter disaster that they want to put behind them i could see i could see sam hartman being put in that position too where he's gonna have to make a play to keep up and maybe the opportunistic defense comes through for the Tar Heels. Switching things over to hoops last night. Look, man, it's game one. I mean, I had a hey-Joe question from a guy who was like, should I be concerned that UNCW out-rebounded Carolina last night? like, there's nothing to be concerned in game one last night, guys. Like, let's not do this. But it does, if we wanted to have a serious conversation about this, CL, Hubert Davis's gr- biggest challenge is going to be transitioning a team to, hey, man, we're going to shock everybody. You know we're going to go into this. We're going to go into Cameron Indoor Stadium where nobody expects us to win. Well, now they are expected to win. They are expected to get to a Final Four, and and that's going to be a process. And we started. The, we we saw the start of that process last night. That's that's how you have to look at it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the good thing for Carolina fans is I I didn't see any panic Mm -hmm. when they weren't, you know, when UNC Wilmington was like, we're not going away. And they they couldn't really extend the 16 point lead and get it to 20. It went back down to 10. But it never really got close to where Carolina was, Carolina was tightening up or anything like that. Like they kept them at a a comfortable arms length. They just, you know, it it wasn't a blowout, obviously. Mm -hmm. But um, but it's, I also think it's good for Hubert because he has some tangible things. He can say, hey, we got to do this better. You know, this isn't going to be a cakewalk. And, and he'll have their attention because every player in the in postgame, it was basically like, well, we didn't play well. We need to do this. We need to do that. So... Um, I, I think it was a good first game. Uh, if you're going to look at the, the positives from it, I look at how they play defense. Mm-hmm. You know, they held them under 30% shooting. They only did that once all of last season, and I think this could be a really good defensive team.
0: And I guess the other question too is we, we know what to expect from RJ and Caleb. We we know what we're going to get from Armando Baycott. You know, night in, night out. This Pete Nance is the kind of the unknown here. And yeah. some people, I know, I know Armando kind of stepped up for Pete. Hey, look, man, he just got here. You know, everybody's a little bit nervous. You know, those kind of things. How do you see that role? Because everybody wants another Brady Manic because he was so yeah. he's so important to and how he's they. Not Brady. And he's not Brady. So who is yeah. Pete Nance? What what is his role on the squad?
1: He's very good, and and I think part of the you know filling out process early season is going to be just where he fits his role in. Because I think the good thing about Pete Nance is he's not somebody who's come in, like, uh, tried to selfishly insert himself into the lineup and Mm -hmm. and demand the ball and things like that. He's just trying to literally find his way into the flow of everything so that, you know, basically everybody eats. I, I think he could be a little bit more assertive than he was last night but that's all part of the process just kind of learning when he'll have those opportunities to to uh, look for his own shot and really be aggressive with it and and look to when he needs to compliment and a, a big thing from last night though was when Armando got four fouls and went out you know Pete is fits fine playing the five and yeah. you know they really don't uh, they're not gonna be at a point where they miss a step or or are you know afraid that they're gonna get, killed on the boards or anything like that because pete nance is is a viable uh option inside and he can rebound and he can defend and block shots and all that stuff so they they're they're much better off in terms of the front court um if if baycott gets in foul trouble now
0: cl brown news and observer covers the tar heels i saw that bow tie last night you're ready you're ready for the start of the basketball
1: season ready ready for the start
0: all right man we'll talk to you later The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, somebody you haven't heard from on the radio in a while, but you can watch her on Panic Room with me on SportsFan.com. It's Lauren Brownlow. Brownlow, what up?
2: Hello. Thanks for having me again. I am I don't know. It's been a while since I've been on radio. <laughs>
0: It's yeah. weird. I was say you're a little out of practice on the, on the radio side of things. Do, you, do we want to give people an update what you're up to? I mean, because yeah, obviously we got panic room, but there's a reason why you haven't been on the radio in a while.
2: Well, I'm still dealing with long COVID, folks. Mm. Um, zero out of 10 would not recommend. <laughs> Has not been fun. Um, I still just tire out very easily. Joe can attest. He's seen it. We've had to kind of schedule around my
0: yeah. We have
2: we episodes have. of fatigue and whatnot. It does not mm-hmm. take me very much to need a few hours of rest, but I am doing better mentally. So I will take that. I am taking my W's wherever they are presented to me. So, yeah.
0: So you said you're doing better mentally, which is, I guess, the reason why we shouldn't talk about the Carolina Panthers or are you? Oh, it's fine.
2: Now it's just funny. Like. Okay. I can't tell you how hard I laughed watching them on Sunday because of my son. <laughs> I don't know if you happen to see this tweet. I think, you to-
0: should, I think you should say what, what Alex said to you while okay, watching the Panthers and the, and the Bengals on Sunday.
2: So as it's like really escalating, and, and boy did it, you know. Yeah. We kind of had it on in the background, and then we kind of go closer to like, okay, let's see what's going on here. And Alex is just watching them score and score. And I think this is right when they went up 28 nothing. He was mm-hmm. like, wait, but they just had points. And I'm like, yeah, I know, buddy. Um, and he goes, but they need to give the Panthers turns to score. This isn't fair. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, buddy. No, they are. They are. It's just not. They're not.
0: The, the At least the Panthers will look good on Thursday night when they're taking on the Falcons. Wearing those black helmets, those new black helmets with black uniforms. You've seen the picture, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Sorry. For a minute, I thought you meant like play well i'm like
0: well, no no no, no 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 i don't I mean, expect it can't
2: them. Get much worse to be honest no i
0: don't expect them to play well but at least they'll look good in the process right maybe yeah I sure know. i don't know i like i like the look i like a, i like the, and the, the i guess the part with the panthers is frustrating is steve wilkes is somebody you can root for right and maybe there's like a good story in pj walker and you see defensively with the panthers at least the core group that they believe in And maybe the Atlanta game, the first meeting between the Panthers and the Falcons that should have gone the Panthers way if it wasn't for a DJ Moore removed helmet. More specifically, Eddie Pinheiro needs to make one of those two kicks that he missed. I feel like that game broke them. And then you saw the follow-up against the Bengals, and now they're seeing the falcons again on thursday night what's wild is that like two and seven they're still kind of sorta in the nfc south somebody has to win the nfc south um because nobody believes in the bucks obviously you remember we uh, thought
2: that would be a good division like people were saying yeah that.
0: yeah people were saying some people were saying people yes.
2: were saying it was possible yeah uh, oh. not me but here we i didn't know it would be like this either
0: yeah, so, yeah. it's pretty bad I don't know. Maybe maybe the future Panthers quarterback uh, will be Drake May when Tar Heels play in the ACC championship game against Clemson. Because, I mean, it's it's it's, to me, it's an inevitability at this point. So I
2: was going to say, like, wait, is he draft eligible? No, no, no. I didn't know that because they're probably going to have I mean, they're on track to potentially at least have the number one pick. Although, you know how that goes with them. Uh, They don't always tend to do what they need to do to get there
0: considering what the colts just did by hiring jeff saturday as their interim head coach and they don't know who's going to call plays i mean here's the thing about here's the thing about the colts and and hiring jeff saturday and the i NFL get what G- knows
2: it's getting sued right and like for what reasons
0: yeah i know well here's here's the question though because there's this attitude like and Gilio brought this up yesterday and i agree that if the colts are going to tank they're going to go all the way in on tanking okay yeah. And Jeff Saturday is, a, is somebody to put out there. He's not going to get the head coaching job. Right. Uh, maybe you don't want to elevate a coordinator. But to me, I'm like, if you really wanted a tank, if you really wanted to show offensive ineptitude, you know who's on staff, right? You know who's on the Colts staff? Who is on the
2: Colts
0: John Fox. Like, if you oh. don't want to
2: score points, right? you just you just elevate John Fox at that point. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't anyway. Like, Former that's Panthers like coach. It's like making this huge show of like, Okay, we're going to hire someone who's never co- – because the, the problem with me isn't the hiring of him. The problem is, like, acting like it just might work. So yeah. crazy it just might work. And it's like, yeah. I don't know, you do have a former Colts player on your staff who's pretty beloved that actually has, like, a little more relevant experience in this arena. And the, don't get me about Reggie I Wayne. Jeff Saturday. He's great. I, sure I, I like Jeff. It's not that. It's just – but, I mean, it's a tough thing, right? Because then when the Panthers elevate a guy like Steve Wilkes to interim and you hear David Tepper say – oh, he has to do an absolutely amazing job to keep the job, like, you do understand that it's kind of a double-edged sword, even if you want to put, you know, a black assistant coach in that kind of position when you know it's not going to finish well. Yeah. Um, So, you know, there's pros and cons both ways, but that was one of those moments for me where I was like, excuse me, what?
0: Lauren Brownlow, WRLsportsfan.com, ACC Panic Room with me, joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Back to the the Tar Heels. Um, They see Wake Forest, on saturday and understandably the the demon deacons are feeling a little down right now uh they had yeah. a, a melt a meltdown in the third quarter against louisville and then they lost a tough one to nc state this past saturday i know our friend ross martin over at inside carolina put up uh, just how much sam hartman has been sam hartman has been gotten to you know in terms of sacks he was the most sack quarterback in the in in college on in the last couple of weeks but i'm thinking to myself well yeah, okay, I see that from Louisville. I certainly see that from NC State, and sure. what, they, what they bring to the table defensively. Carolina doesn't, and and I would be – I still think Carolina's going to win this game, but it's going to have to be, you know, 56-50, to 50. And, and, you know, Drake May is going to have to go out there with the offense and have yet – I don't want to call it a flawless <laughs> game, but they're going to have to kind of bail right. it out all the time. And to me, this is why Drake May probably belongs in the Heisman Trophy conversation, Because just how much he is necessary to this eight and one record for the Tar Heels this season.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I would tend to agree with that. I will say this like, because we've seen this with Wake and Carolina before. It's not always like which defense, and mostly on Wake's end, you know, much to their chagrin, right? Like, it's not always which defense is going to go out there and be the most dominant and force the most turnovers. It's which offense turns it over at the most inopportune moments, right? Mm -hmm. And that I think is what. That's how we've seen this game play out the last couple of years. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to play out the same way. I don't know. I mean, the over-under, what is it? Do you know?
0: I'd have to go look it up. I don't have it Is it, in it front over of me. 100? I mean, I, I would have it to won't imagine It be over
2: that. 100, right? it, I would
0: imagine it, happened. it would be, yeah. I would take. I don't know. The over. That's a
2: little like I think that's a little high even for some. It's got to be in the '90s though. I okay. would think '80s or '90s. Like, yeah, geez. I'd have to go look it up. So like, yeah, I mean, everybody expects there to be points. That doesn't necessarily mean there will be. It could just play out and be a super weird game. But yeah, I mean, that's the way it's played out. That's the way it seems like it's going to again. Is that Carolina's offense is going to have to score, 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 and but I don't, you know, like I said, it's weird. I you can sometimes see ghosts at times if you're a quarterback and you start getting. I mean, we've seen it. You know, yeah. look at Brennan Armstrong at the start of the season. He hasn't started looking remotely like himself until the last couple of weeks because he was seeing ghosts every snap. I mean, uh, you know, Tommy DeVito transferred out of Syracuse, but he's still getting sacked. I think there was some stat about like how many times he's been sacked, and it's a ton of times. Yeah. like it's like fifty some times in his last like I mean two seasons. So I mean, it's I don't I, I'm saying that it can kind of freak you out. It can affect your play a little bit. You can, things can get a little squirrely. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's going to happen to Sam Hartman. All I'm saying is, like, I wouldn't look at Carolina's defense on paper and go, oh, well, they're not very good. He should bounce right back and just be so certain of that for that reason. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the way the last few games have played out, I think, will or could matter. Like, I hope to see Wake bounce back. I haven't liked to see this dip from them, and, you know, love to see them bounce back, love to see Carolina play at a high level as well, and its defense play like it had been playing, you know, the two weeks before the Virginia game, too.
0: Lauren Brownlow, com, ACC Panic Room, joining us here on the Houston Automotive Group Hotline. Julio is out today. He's, he's got the sniffles. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, speaking of Julio, do you think he's doing an admirable admirable job filling in for you on the AP voting because you're the AP top 25 voter. He's had to pinch it for you this year.
2: I haven't like dissected his ballot or anything.
0: All right. All um
2: right. I, my only quibble I'm sure that I'd have with his ballots is that he does not give the love to the mid majors that I, the G five.
0: I see that. I, I see. I,
2: so you're, I but know you not know where he has the green wave.
0: You know, what's going to happen tonight, by the way, in the college football playoff rankings with TCU, right?
2: You know what? I, I predicted it.
0: Did you? What'd you predict?
2: Well, I did say I'm gonna cry laugh when LSU is ranked ahead of TCU in the playoff.
0: Easily, yes, that's totally gonna happen. I will
2: cry laughing. Like, I'm sorry, and and you'll see. Watch Florida State check in at like 19. Sure. Although, but maybe I, see, not. oh, <laughs> see, I don't know
0: though. See, I don't know well, because after after Clemson, loss, after Clemson lost, after Clemson lost. Because Alabama and Clemson no longer have to be propped up by the framework of the college football playoff. Okay, right. two losses for Alabama, that's probably, they're, they're too far gone right now. And I it's wouldn't not say just that. See, but it's not just the two losses. The two losses for Alabama, I think, the two losses for Alabama highlight just how close Alabama's been to disaster this season. All right?
2: it, it doesn't, here's the thing. I would bet anybody, maybe I should start, maybe I should get a Patreon and start doing this. Okay. You, you give me a college football team and I will come up with this, with like a justification to have them in the top four. I don't care who I will make something up because yeah. they can just make something up. Like, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter what we think is going to happen. Like I, they, they can just know. say they're super talented. They've been yeah. so close in these losses, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, They talk to us like we're dumb anyway. Why wouldn't they do that with Alabama? I want to do the experiment and like, let's see how many losses Alabama can get to before they're really out of the conversation. I think it might be four. I really do.
0: I see. I think it's two with the close win uh-huh. against Texas. I mean, they struggled Wouldn't against. What is done
2: Use in the top four.
0: They they it, things were dicey against Texas AM, and M, Lauren.
2: Like I'm just saying, I don't I, know. Listen, you and I are on the same page. Okay. i have okay. not under. I know. I think part of it, right, is the similar reason for like Drake May getting a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it you know in Carolina being fun because they have a great offense, right, and they have a great player. For Alabama, sure. Bryce Young, same thing. I think that that's kind of overcoming maybe some of their warts in the eyes of some because it's like he's so fun to watch play. And he is. He is super fun to watch play. But I I think that maybe people aren't looking at them as critically. And because they're bad. Like, they have earned it a little uh, – well, a lot more than even
0: Clemson. But but Clemson Clemson doesn't earn that. I mean, it took one loss. I mean, look, did they get manhandled by by Notre Dame? Yes.
1: Yeah, that's
0: it's and and now they got some serious questions it's not just dj young the late i mean the, what happened to the defense was surprising for for clemson um but i do think it's interesting just how quickly Dabo went from the clemson head coach went from dj's our guy don't create something out of nothing etc cetera, etc cetera, to today Dabo talking about well you know Cade's gonna need some k club nick's gonna need some reps and you know this and that i'm like oh That that went quickly. I I, I guess you did not believe in DJ as much as you said you were believing in DJ.
2: Whatever happens to them will be... You know, I, it's oh, on Dabo. I'm going to say, yeah,
0: whatever yeah, happens, really whatever can... happens to Clemson this year, fans can create all sorts of conversations, but whatever happens, Dabo is going to have to own it from, uh, you know, the belief in DJ Uyungagulay, which at first looked like had been proven correct by Dabo, but obviously that has changed in the last two weeks. Or three I don't weeks, I know that say. it never mind. I was going to say
2: for me, I don't know that it's changed all that much. What is okay, Clemson that's, done that's all that different. That, no, okay,
0: that's that's fair. That's fair, but also there's the decision to elevate the assistance the way that he did, rather than bringing Absolutely. in somebody to disrupt. And that's where that could also be, unless this is a long play from Dabo that hey, look, we're going to take our lumps this year, still win the ACC, and then we'll be right back at it. Uh, and their ref, their refresh, their rebuild is a little bit slower than say Alabama's. But that's un- that's an unfair comparison because what Nick Saban's been able to do with the Crimson Tide no other program can just have these windows like he does lauren but, brownlow
2: yeah go ahead well, As I was you saying, saying,
0: lauren brownlow wrl dot com, acc panic room hanging out with us here on the og
2: for me though with clemson and the Davo dj decision like and i'm not trying to hot take this too much sure but we all knew what the reasons for the kelly bryant decision were we understood them mm-hmm. even at the time i think if you combine that with the dj decision I'm just saying, like, I don't know that I'd be super thrilled about sending my kid there to play quarterback. I might be a little bit worried about oh, how long you're really going to stick with me. Yeah. If your fans always just want the next great NFL prospect, like, how long are you going to stick with my kid if he has a couple of rough games? Like,
0: wait, are we talking about Clemson fans or NC State fans? <laughs> which one? No. Which, which, which fans are we talking about? Because, I mean, what have you done for me lately, Devin Leary? Hey, if he transfers, no big deal, right?
2: But they got MJ say- Morris.
0: They got MJ Morris now, right?
2: I will. But here's here is the one difference though is that it's not as if their offense hasn't looked different with the other quarterback. Okay. Has has Klubnik made Clemson's offense look no. better?
0: No. he hasn't.
2: Has he himself like besides no. him handing it off and like com- like completing a few short and not turning it over as much? I get that that's important. I understand. Mm-hmm. But for me, the way that this season went from like like you said like he believes in in DJ da 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 da, all of a sudden now like getting him some reps, I'm like okay. I mean, that's cool and all, but I wouldn't be super
0: cool with it if I was going to send my kid there and play quarterback. That is all I'm saying. That's Lauren Brownlow, com. ACC Panic Room. It's good to hear from you. I'm Well, I mean, I hear from you all the time. I'm sure for the radio audience, it was good to hear from you. I did this audience survey for the OG, uh-huh. and there's like two themes mainly uh, that came out of the audience survey. Okay. Uh, the, the first one is that I'm an ass, and then the second one is that <laughs> th- it's true. And the second one was, where's Brownlow? Where's Brownlow? So nice. hopefully the people on the OG uh, audience survey were happy to hear you today.
2: I mean, my my appearances just have to be very carefully structured at this point. That's like just, today. Yes, exactly like today. Like today.
0: All right, Lauren, well, uh, we will talk to you later and we'll have an ACC panic, a little bit of a delayed ACC panic room this weekend as I'm coming back from Florida from my brother's wedding. But there will be an ACC panic room this weekend.
2: Thanks, Lauren. Help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.
0: All right, so Wagon Wheel is a song that's done by a band called Old Crow Medicine Show. That is correct. Are they from here? They got their their big start. In Boone, yes, in Blowing Rock, that area. Discovered by Doc Watson's daughter, actually. Okay. So, the strong North Carolina ties. Gotcha. Okay. So, the line is, walking into the south out of Roanoke. Mm-hmm. I caught a trucker out of Philly, had a nice long toke mm-hmm. of what? I'd love to know. But he's a heading west from the Cumberland Gap to Johnson City, Tennessee, and I got to get a move on before the sun. I hear my baby calling my name, and I know that she's the only one. And if I died in Raleigh, at least I will die free. Mm -hmm. So that's the line that gets everybody going. Yeah. All right, they play it at Carter-Finley Stadium. So Darius Rucker takes this, and it becomes a radio hit, right? Yeah. Because – Rucker's got some hits, some country hits. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I just wanted to get to the heart of the... why. For people who don't know Wagon Wheel. Mm -hmm. At this point, how do you not know Wagon Wheel? It gets played all the freaking time around here. But I get it. Sometimes you just don't hear a song. You hear a reference to it. You don't know it. And that's the reason why Wagon Wheel is a big deal. Now, this gets to the central question about what happens with Hootie and the Blowfish when they play at PNC Arena. Typically, if... The solo artist is doing his thing. Th- that solo artist will play a lot of different stuff from the catalog. All right. So if Darius Rucker's on the road on his own, he's probably doing his country stuff. And occasionally, I'm guessing if I can go look at a playlist right now, I bet you he probably does some Hootie and the Blowfish songs. That's what a solo artist will do. But if they're coming as the group, very rarely does the group play stuff from the lead singer who did a solo project yeah you know like if I, for instance if i'm gonna go see a deftone show
1: Mm -hmm.
0: chino the lead singer is not gonna be doing songs from crosses even though crosses is gonna be put out an album later this year or team sleep or whatever he's gonna do deftone stuff if i go see if the walkman ever got back together Hamilton, the lead singer, is not going to be doing his own solo stuff, even though he's got a whole bunch of that stuff. He's going to be doing Walkman songs. However, if I want to go see Hamilton Leitenhauser, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, he will probably do stuff from the Walkman. Regardless, this gets us to the PNC equation. In Raleigh for the outdoor game. They got to do it. Mm. I'm sorry, they got to do it. What what is your issue? Oh, here? I, I disagree. I'm going to go full culture state here on you. By the way, okay, okay. So Darius Rucker is not from North Carolina; he's from South Carolina. Yeah, this song is from a band based in North Carolina about getting to North Carolina. When I interviewed Catch the Court for Culture State back about a year or so ago, he wrote the song talking about how he wanted to get to North Carolina. Darius Rucker's from South Carolina; he's banned from performing that but song. He's getting to North. No, banned. no, he's getting to North Carolina for the outdoor game, so it makes sense. Banned. No. what if they reworked the lyric to talk oh, no. about, you know, I got to get to Raleigh for an outdoor game? No. No, no, man. Yeah, tell me you got to do it.
1: No. I feel like you. Gotta I think do you it. should be banned from doing it because the old Crow Medicine Show song is
0: better. Ah, but here's the thing. Than Darius Rucker. Here's the thing. Here's the out. All right, Hootie and the Blowfish is from Columbia, South Carolina. That's where they got their start. What if I told you that their demos That eventually went on to become songs on Cracked Review, which went on to sell millions and millions of records, was actually recorded in Raleigh, because that's what happened. Hootie and the Blowfish does have a Raleigh connection. Okay, well, they can play Hootie songs. I actually know the producer of those demos. They can play Hootie songs then. Just saying. There's a Raleigh connection. Banned from Wagon Wheel. It's the OG. That's that's Dennis Cox. I did not realize that Dennis Cox has Wagon Wheel takes. Oh, I do. Uh, this is, I learned something new today. If you can learn something new once a day, it's a successful day. And I learned that Dennis Cox has Wagon Wheel takes. I respect it.